Today we're going to talk about something very important. We are going to talk about pit bulls. They are the most common in shelters and they suffer from a bad rap. And they're not only victims of homelessness and euthanasia, but also victims of dog fighting, which we're going to talk about later today. Mm, I can't wait. This is a very, very controversial subject. Would you agree? It is. It awakens a lot of emotions and not only dog fighting, but pit bulls in general does. Uh, you either love them or you're afraid of them. Uh, what's interesting about pit bulls is that they are so popular for people to have. They're one of the most common types of dogs amongst pets in America, but they're also the most common dog in the shelters. Mm. I mean, we've seen this when we... Uh, I mean, we don't go into shelters now because of the the COVID situation. But when we used to go in, you know, we saw so many pit bulls in the shelters. Oh, my God. Wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. It's like kennel after kennel after kennel after kennel is pit bulls staring at you with those eyes. And it's horribly heartbreaking. Not only that, I mean, if you could just go online, uh, you will see that majority of the dogs that are available are pit bulls. Yeah. It's so many of them compared to any other dog that they are really suffering. So I'm glad we get to give them a full episode to learn more about them and give them our full attention because they deserve it. They sure do. I have a soft spot for them, a real big soft spot. And I know you do too, Louise. (laughs) Of course we do. I mean, I have Journey, our, our little rescue pit, who helps us with all our rescue dogs and does tremendous work in healing and, you know, helping these scared little dogs back into life. And uh, he's just such a typical pit, you know. He's just got so much love to give. And um, I think that's what really stands out about pit bulls is that they're so loving and they're so cuddly. Like, you know, they don't only require someone who will give them a lot of company. They really require that you pet them and hug them and kiss them and love on them in order for them to thrive. Gosh, so they're such yeah. love dogs. Yeah. So if you're looking for a dog that's a cuddle do- cuddly dog that's going to cuddle with you on the couch, sleep with you in bed, who's just going to love on you. I mean, these are the dogs you're going to want. Yeah, that's for sure. And some of you are going to say like, what? That is not what we know about pit bulls because so many people buy into the myths uh, and the terrible stereotypes about pit bulls. And we're going to talk about that. But first things first, if we have to set one thing straight when we talk about pit bulls. Uh, one of the most challenging aspects in the conversation about pit bulls is that there's a lack of agreement about exactly what breed or breeds of dogs are pit bulls. So, so the term pit bull refers to a type of dog, not a breed of dog. Pit bulls are not a breed. And now you might say, oh no, like look here and you Google pit bull and then you will find pit bull terrier is a breed. But the situation is that the American Kennel Club, AKC, they do not recognize the Pitbull Terrier as a breed. They do, however, recognize the American Staffordshire Terrier, which the general public consider as a Pitbull. 
so it depends on how you view it. And even though AKC doesn't recognize Pitbull Terriers as a breed, uh, the United Kennel Club, UKC, actually does recognize them as a breed. So it gets a little complicated. And meanwhile, the term Pitbull has been used to refer to a number of different breeds and mixed breeds. And I mean, any dog with a short coat and a white head and muscular build, it might be labeled Pitbull today. So the, the issue of Pitbulls really touches more dogs than just the Pitbulls. That's interesting because, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that would agree that this is this is new information and there is a lot of confusion. So I hope that this podcast really shed some light on uh, the reputation of a pit bull and the understanding more of this breed or not breed <laughs> that we just learned. Exactly. So pit bulls are for many people known as aggressive dogs and um, but but the truth is they started out as America's darling dogs. Yeah, that's so true. And you know, for those of you who are from, I don't God, what year is it? The Little Rascals that came out, the original Little Rascals, which they were black and white. The Little Rascals is a gang of adorable children who love to run around the neighborhood and their mascot is a pit bull. So yes, nanny dog, the sweetheart dog, for sure. Yeah, I'm not at all surprised to hear that. I don't know the show that you're talking about, but I do know that the pit bulls were shown in many shows and advertisements. They were very popular. A lot of famous people had them, and President Roosevelt had a pit bull. Uh, so, so they were, you know, the darling dog up until the 1980s. That's when the, the pit bull type dogs became popular with the responsible dog owners and they started organizing dog fighting with the, these dogs. And the, the pit bulls, they fell prey to the media and that sensationalized them as aggressive. I know that there is a feeling, a sentiment out there that pit bulls are dangerous, that they're aggressive, that they bite really hard and um, there's a lot of things so there isn't it true that there's even some states or counties or cities that don't even allow pit bulls to be a family pet that is true they have suffered breed dis discrimination for sure the prejudice against pit bulls has led to breed bans and other forms of breed discriminatory legislation and has forced many people to give up their beloved pets I mean, this legislation goes in and overnight some people have had to either, you know, move out of the state with their dog or turn them in for euthanasia. And it's just it's such a terrible thing for anyone to have to experience. Uh, I mean, this is America. Responsible people should be allowed to love and care for any breed of dog that they choose. And as you were saying, the, the reason for these breed bans is because they're perceived as aggressive, and that is just not true. I found some interesting research online um, of where they have been trying to dis, um, figure out if different breeds of dogs are more dangerous than others, which is very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I'm, I can't wait to hear it because I know what I think in my head, but... I don't know where I got this information. It must be just from the media. and Yeah, got it from the media, yeah. So the, here I found a study that found that nearly 85% of dog bite fatalities uh, were from unneutered dogs. 
So when they studied all these fatal dog bites, they tried to see a coherency in breed or um, if they were neutered or unneutered, and they couldn't see a, a common factor in the breeds. They could only see that the, the dogs that bit a lot were unneutered dogs, yeah. which is very interesting. Yeah, it very it been very interesting because you and I both know that when we see a dog that's not neutered uh, in a park or anywhere um, where we're dog walking, that we take the dogs and go far away because there is a chance that dog could be uh, ready to bite or ready to fight. And uh, it's, it's all kinds of dogs. It's not. Yeah. But, but for that reason, it's also that, uh, you know, unneutered dogs. uh, I mean, it's also that uh, our dogs can still react to them being unneutered. So it it goes both ways. uh, Why I don't like to have my dogs with mixed with unneutered dogs. Well, it just goes to show that the importance of spay and neuter uh, is more than just having babies <laughs> that is not needed because we have too many dogs, but also for reasons that dogs that are unneutered are could be susceptible to dog fighting or dog fights. Exactly. And I want to go back to what we were talking about, uh, pit bulls uh, being presumed as more aggressive than other dogs. Uh, another interesting little research piece I found is uh, that there is something called the American Temperament Test Society. And they, you know, obviously tested dogs and their socialism, um, also trying to figure out the differences in breeds. And uh, so they provide a uniform national program of temperament testing for dogs. And they found that the pit bull terrier-like dogs passed the test at a higher rate than many other dog breeds, such as Golden Retrievers and Border Collies, who are very smart. Wow. So, you know, not only are pit bulls not dangerous, like when you put them up to the test, they actually come showing through with flying colors. That is fascinating. And that is just, should blow everyone away as far as the conception out there about pit bulls being not a safe dog to have around and uh, yeah I mean they're just perceived aggressive because of the image that has been painted by them and that the fact that they have been victimized uh, by dog fighting and some people think these dogs are somehow physiologically and genetically different from other dogs they are not that is not true take this myth for example that they have a locked jaw. A lot of people think that pit bulls can lock their jaws, and that's why they're used in dog fighting. This is not true. It is not scientifically possible uh, to lock one's jaw. And like I said, pit bulls are physiologically no different from any other dog out there. They have the same anatomy, so they wouldn't be able to do something that other dogs couldn't. A dog can, however, you know, freeze in the middle of a bite. I had my hand stuck for 15 minutes in a dog's mouth once. So I know it can definitely happen, uh, but it's not considered a locked jaw scientifically. And any dog can have this behavior. With me, for example, it was not a pit bull. It was a dog with a very, you know, long snout and he, he was mixed and, you know, he, he just is scared and froze. Mm. That's what happens. So yeah, locked jaw myth debunked debunked i feel like mythbusters <laughs> yeah <laughs> why are pit bulls being used in dog fighting they're being used because they're so easily trained 
and they're so loyal to their handlers that they will very rarely bite or attack them. So they're the perfect dog for training for dog fighting. And I'm sure it could also help, uh, of course, that their jaws look so big and they have this muscular body. Um, so maybe it's both their looks, but also their personality. But yeah, it's not uh, the fact that they have a more aggressive personality. It's that they're so trainable and loyal to their people. Hmm. That unfortunately puts them in this situation. Yeah, so they look fierce and it's just their... Uh just the way they look um but they're just like any other dog that if a dog was trained to be a a fighting dog um any dog could be that is that right exactly i mean they're they're just unfortunate to be picked but many dog uh, breeds that have throughout history been subjected to you, you know um like labeled as like there's been other breeds that have been labeled as aggressive breeds out there. And like, what's the story on that? Cause right now all I, I think about, you know, there's a few of, I think about and uh, pit bulls are definitely the, the high on the list these days. Yeah, you're right. Uh, different dog breeds have uh, been perceived as dangerous throughout history. And it, these are trends that come and go and they go hand in hand with what the media reports on. Um, I mean, it goes all the way back to the post-Civil War era where bloodhounds were the dogs that were considered crazy. And then next, it was the Nordic breeds, the Malamutes and the the Huskies. Uh, um, There were some newspapers that ran stories about people being attacked by roving packs of Huskies in Canada. And, you know, after that, they were just perceived as really dangerous dogs. And then around World War II... The most feared dogs were German Shepherds and Rottweilers and Dobermans uh, because these breeds were used by the German army and they were often used as guard dogs. So, you know, they got portrayed as really dangerous dogs. And then, you know, you have it in the 80s. That's when pit bulls uh, get their pick. (laughs) Their turn. uh, And uh, they end up uh, being used for dog fighting and being perceived as aggressive. Well, I would like to talk more about dog fighting because I I don't know if people are aware of the horrendous abuse that dogs go through in this illegal practice. Um, it's it's horrible and it's some of the most worst animal abuse that's out there. Um, so we're going to have to talk about those details as much as it hurts us to hear it and hurts our audience to hear it, but it's important for us to know, to have that awareness. Um, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that. I actually found some really, um, good information on ASPCA's website and they really paint a picture of what dog fighting is like. And, you know, although it's a felony uh, offense in 50 states, organized dog fighting still takes place in many parts of this country, including here in, in San Francisco and Oakland and the Bay area. It keeps happening frequently. Uh, and, um, Uh, You know, it's impossible to determine how many people and dogs may be involved in dog fighting today. And estimates based on fight reports in underground dog fighting publications and on animals entering shelters and bearing evidence of fighting suggest that the number of people involved in dog fighting in the U.S. is tens of thousands. Oh, God. And that's not doesn't even include the dark number. That's so take that in. That's Tens a- of thousands and more. Mm. And 
you know, you have to really think about uh, this practice because for for those of you who are unaware of what it is, um, I mean, essentially it is two dogs in a ring being bet on who ever wins the fight, meaning the dogs fight it out till the either the death or to a, a dog that succumbs to his injuries. Um, it's very severe. And, you know, we're going to talk about how a dog even gets trained to be able to do that. Yeah. Anyway, these fights can go on for hours. And the terrible thing is, too, that the, these dogs kind of work like status symbols for their owners who use them for fighting. And if a dog loses and he's not from like a fancy bloodline or something, uh, then, you know, the, the owner is uh, supposedly humiliated by the fact mm-hmm. that his dog didn't win the dog fight. And then he will, in a very brutally manner, execute the dog as entertainment in front of the audience after he suffered through the dog fight. Uh, so, you know, the suffering just goes on and on. And yes, Tiffany, as you said, it's in their everyday life because they are trained for this, you know? It's sick. And uh, so when they're not in the dog fights, they are usually being kept isolated away from other dogs and people, and they spend most of their lives on short, heavy chains, and they're unsocialized and... They, they don't receive love or care. And, you know, they, they still want to keep them in good shape so that they can be strong fighters. But it's not like they take them on big, lovely hikes. They usually put them on treadmills. Uh, and, you know, and that's it. And they give them anabolic steroids to help them grow muscle and encourage aggressiveness. And they also use other narcotic drugs uh, that could increase aggression or mask pain or fear during a fight. Wow. Um, and, you know, they crop the tails and ears sometimes, too. And it's just so horrible what these dogs have to suffer through. You know, and I mean, this just goes to show that it, why you would find a dog that is showing um, fear aggression or showing um, an inability to be social with you or be a loving, happy pet originally when you see them in the shelters because of some sort of abuse it's not they're not born that way they're 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 something happened in their life with a human being to make them a certain way you're right about that and the beautiful thing is that so many of them can recover um a few years ago i had the honor of having an interview with the Kitty Wolf, who's the founder of California Pitbull Rescue, and they rescue a lot of pit bulls uh, straight from dog fighting operations. And um, it's just such beautiful work that they do. And I can tell you that they successfully rehabilitate most of the pit bulls they work with. Wow, I'm impressed. I mean, that takes a lot of guts for them to to really just take the time and the and the resources and the energy to rehabilitate rehabilitate these dogs. Um, so I, I know these yeah. people are amazing. They oh, they, you know, they make you believe in the good in the world again. They're just yeah endless love, you know, to do this. Yeah, uh, but I remember that you know. Well, okay, how do they find these dogs? I mean, because if they're in... Oh, they so they work with the police and they get notified, uh, you know, because when the police bust the dog fight operation, they need somewhere to, to put the dogs and they don't always want to put them straight with ACC because they, you know, will benefit from, you know, a foster home or such. Um, 
so yeah, she works with them and gets uh, notified. Mm. So it's it's really set up, but you know it's really hard for the police to bust the dog fighting operations because uh, dog fighting is a violent and highly secretive enterprise that is extremely difficult for them to infiltrate. Uh, a dog fight investigation requires many of the same skills and resources as major undercover narcotics investigations does. Uh, so it's just an additional complication is that the evidence uh, likely to be seized in raid includes the dogs. And th- these are living creatures and they must be taken care of and maintained, you know, through the uh, legal process as it un- unfolds. And it's just very um, difficult uh, to, to deal with, even though, like, you just want to prosecute them. Uh, but it's a difficult situation. They don't have enough animal care resources or, or human resources, it seems like. Yeah, no, I, there's, yeah, there's, there's not enough resources for humans. There, there's certainly not going to be enough resources for animals. So this is why we need more people in the, the, the community to help with rescuing dogs, with being part of rescue organizations, volunteering, donating, all of that, because there's just not enough resources at all. You've made something very clear during this is, you know, because I struggled with a lot of the things that I have read um, and hear about um, the stories of a dog injuring or killing somebody and it turns out to be a pit bull. But what I've learned after talking to you is, you know, it could have been any other dog who was not in a healthy situation um, that could have done that, that could have gone done as much damage if it was a, a lab or a retrieve, I mean, a, a, a Doberman or a Rottweiler. It's, exactly, it's just- because these are individuals who behave based on, you know, the, their experiences. And they are just as capable as fear as anyone, regardless of their breed. Uh, so, yeah, they're, and the pit bulls are being targeted by the wrong people. Yeah, exactly. It would make sure that they get they don't get in the right the wrong hands because then that's when something bad can happen. Because I have to say that I've had I've been around many many pit bulls after working in a shelter and seeing many come through this shelter, and I did not experience what the media puts out um, out there about them at all. Um, they were all just like every other dog that came in. They all had different personalities, different temperaments. Um, they were all sweet, loving. Some were energetic. Some were super chill. And uh, they were all good dogs. Um, they all were beautiful, loving dogs and made great family pets. Um, so... This is this is something I have not personally experienced out there uh, regarding pit bulls. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised to hear it. Um, we have so many dogs, foster dogs, right now. <laughs> I know we have quite a bit right now. Well, we but we just got one adopted today, so we yeah, should talk we got about Tinkle that. adopted, and he is the first one out of the wobbly three little dogs that were found under a car and they have this um, little um, neuro disorder that um, makes them walk a little wobbly but they're perfectly sweet um, and they're they're taking their time to trust people 
And uh, yeah, Tinkle got adopted today. Yeah. And Pinkle and Winkle are still waiting their forever homes. Yeah, but you know what, Louise? We've got several applications in for them, so I'm feeling really good. And it's just been so rewarding to read these applications and these people who are willing to open their hearts and open their homes to these wobbly dogs um, who are not perfect, and but they're perfect in our eyes. <laughs> and, um, you know, so this couple is going to open their heart and home for Tinkle and uh, so happy about that. We will keep everyone posted on how he's doing. Um, but we did get two more today. <laughs> so we have uh, Jasmine and Pocahontas. Oh, they're so cute. I know. We finally got some girls, you know, to name it after some of the princesses. But we've we've had so many boys, you know. We did, we, we finally yeah. get to use these names for our fairy Yeah, time. now it's finally princess time. And princesses, they are. Mm-hmm. They are so sweet. Well, we, we were asked to pick up uh, Pocahontas. She was found hiding in a yard. Um, and she was very scared. They... they had a hard time considering her available for adoption at the shelter. So they reached out to us. Uh, we picked her up and she just needed to be inside of a home to feel safe and secure. A shelter is not a place where a dog shows their best self. So remember that they, uh, may, they're terrified in there. It's, it's a scary place for them. Just like prison would be for us. Right. <laughs> And while you were there, you saw a teeny tiny little puppy that you just couldn't resist. Yeah, I I was like, oh, it's a little Chihuahua Terrier mix puppy. Of course, I'll take that little girl. <laughs> and, yeah. So that's, that's Jasmine. That's Jasmine. And, Jasmine. and she had a tough time. Yeah, she did. She was one of those puppies that somebody found despondent and drooling and not looking so good, possibly going to be euthanized. In fact, um, when when she was dropped off the, the vet, they were thinking that that was, was going to have to happen. They kept an eye on her and they put some fluids in her and kept her um, and examined her and she made it through and she's totally fine. She's in a great shape to be adopted. Um but she'll probably be gone by the next time we have the podcast because people love to have puppies. Uh, but, you know, they don't come with puppies do not come with uh, zero problems. Right, Louise? Right. I hear you. But you know what I also wanted to talk about, which I thought was very interesting that we learned recently? Well, I guess we didn't learn, but, you know, through one of the applications that we received, um, and I also heard it on NPR this morning as well, a couple of scams that are going out there. First of all, there's a bunch of puppy scams going on. Um, people are taking advantage of the fact that people want dogs right now because they're home. Yeah, because there's such a high surge of dogs now when people are home during a COVID season. Yeah. So what I heard was that people are charging a lot of money for these cute little puppies that they post. They're pay, they, they make you pay for them to be flown. And then they say, when you get to the airport and to pick them up, then they have to pay an additional $1,000. Plus they have to pay for a COVID crate, which there is none existing. Um, and then you know what happens? What? There is no dog. There is. Of course. Yeah. yeah of <laughs> no course. dog. It's a scam. It's a scam. So, so yeah, no, be careful yeah. out there, people, when you're looking for your dog. And it's not a good idea to, to buy dogs off of Craigslist 
um, or, or such site. Exactly. There's no, if you, if you need to be spending a lot of money on a dog and pay for all these things, you need to be aware. And there's, there's the best, best practice is to just not, and to go to a rescue. You'll, if you want a purebred, there's plenty there. You want a hypoallergenic dog, there's plenty there. You know, we also got an application for somebody who purchased a dog off of Craigslist, just like you said, Craigslist. And uh, it was a multi-poo puppy. And mm-hmm. the puppy turned out to have Parvo. And so... Oh, yeah. Mm, I remember that one. So Parvo is a puppy killer disease. And it comes from, you know, not being fully uh, vaccinated correctly and take, having a puppy be outdoors and not uh, protected from the vaccines. And you're not supposed to leave a puppy outside. Um, so these are, again, examples of unethical people selling dogs off a Craigslist. They don't care about the health of the dog. They're just breeding them to make money. So please don't, um, to do, go to a, go to, go on Craigslist. Um, unless, you know, yeah, please don't adopt. Don't shop. Yeah. Just don't shop. I mean, you know, there's sometimes people who are, you know, looking for to rehome their dog on Craigslist. And, you know, we just ask that if you see that, um, the best thing to do is have them uh, reach out to them and tell them to surrender their dog at the shelter or at a rescue, um, so that we can vet, um, the, the, make sure those dogs get in the right hands. Um, because as we talked about dog fighting, people who give away dogs on Craigslist, who think they're giving their dog to a good home, a lot of those dogs end up being bait dogs. Yeah. There is, you know, some really scary realities out there. And let's protect them from that. Yeah. So bait dogs, if you don't know, is a dog that's used to get a couple pit bulls riled up, um, tends to be a little timid, shy, scared dog, gets them all riled up to start fighting. So that dog is also used for uh, abuse. That's right. I mean, the dog fighting affects more dogs than just pit bulls. And, you know, please help us spread this information that we talked about today with pit bulls. And you can do that by rating this podcast on your phone so more people can see us. Yeah, please, um, please subscribe as well as just follow us on Instagram. That's right. I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Fairy tales. (laughs) 